Hello, good friend. This is Dan Jones, and I'm here to share another quiet talk with you today. When avid Bible readers think of the character Michael, they immediately think of the archangel who fought with the spiritual forces of evil. But the name Michael appears quite a number of times in the genealogies of the Old Testament, showing that it was not an uncommon name among the Israelites. Names are very important in the Bible. A number of famous Bible characters had their names changed to more aptly fit their new lives, especially those who followed Christ. Simon was a fisherman who fished the waters of Galilee. He had a brother named Andrew. When Jesus met Simon, he gave him the name Peter, which means rock. I don't know if Peter's friends and family would have called him that based on what they knew of him, but Jesus was not describing Peter's past life with the new name, but envisioning what Peter would become through the grace of God. I can't can't help but remember when talking about this, something my dad said in a Sunday school lesson when he was teaching a class in the first church I ever pastored. He had recently retired and was helping me in my church. The class was going to study 2 Peter, and so Dad was giving some background information about the author of this letter. He told the story of Jesus giving Simon this new name, essentially saying to him, whatever you have been in the past, in the future you will be a rock. Dad then observed, aren't you glad that Jesus believes in you? when nobody else does. That statement struck my soul and has stayed with me ever since, about 35 years. I was privileged to be able to remind my dad about that and tell him how that thought had touched my life when I sat by his bed in the hospital just before he died. While we don't know how Paul's name change came about, he was originally called Saul, a common name that was also the name of the first king of Israel. The name Paul means small or humble. The main thrust of Paul's teaching was justification by faith in the finished work of Christ. Before he met Jesus, he boasted in his righteousness, a righteousness that was achieved by his own human effort. But after his encounter with the risen Christ on the Damascus road, he considered all the things he once valued about who he was and what he had accomplished to be trash in comparison with knowing Christ, who had imparted to him a righteousness that he could never have earned by his good behavior. When we name our children, we may or may not consider the meaning of the name we choose, but we certainly think about the way it sounds. And speaking of Michael, it helps if there's a very famous person with a particular name when the child is born. When the basketball player Michael Jordan became well-known, the number of little Michaels born to American moms greatly increased. In Bible times, it was not so. While what sounds beautiful to us in our language and culture is going to be different from what sounded beautiful to ancient Hebrews, I, I have my doubts that phonetics played a role in their choice of what to call their babies. As an example... There was a little boy born to Isaiah and his wife, whom they named Mahir Shalal Hashbaz. 
I wonder what his mom hollered out the kitchen window when it was supper time. What does Michael mean? Well, whenever you see L on the end of a word in Hebrew, it usually means God. So Michael means who is like God. This name is really a rhetorical question. The answer is obviously nobody. Nobody is like God. God is one of a kind. God is in a class by himself. Speaking of Isaiah and the Old Testament prophets in general, a common theme of theirs was the mockery of the gods of the nations that surrounded Israel. None of these so-called gods compared in any way to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You will remember that the second commandment warns against ever making any kind of carved image of God. Nothing man could fashion from whatever material, regardless of his skill, could ever come close to invoking the reality of Almighty God. Any image would simply cause the one viewing it to have a debased view of who God really is. In Isaiah 44, we read these words, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. He goes on to mock the fact that those who make idols cut down a tree, and with part of the wood they build a fire to keep warm, and with part of it they make an idol to to which they bow down in worship. Psalm 115 contains some severe mockery of idolatry. It says of the heathen, Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel. Feet, but do not walk. And they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. Indeed, there is no God like the true God. No idol crafted by the greatest sculptor on earth can provide aid to those who worship them. These familiar words are from Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. No help can come from an image that you make yourself, but help can indeed come from the one who himself made heaven and earth. He fashioned the stars and planets. He made the earth and all it contains, including the rocks and trees from which deluded people make statues that they call gods. Who is like God? Nobody. There is help from no other quarter. Do you need help today? What's the help you need? Do you need help with the job you're doing at your house? Do you need help at work or do you need financial help? We all need help at times. And if we're lucky, there will be somebody there for us. But there is a kind of help that only God can give. There is a situation that we are all in that demands a special kind of assistance. Paul wrote these words in Romans chapter 5. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. 
at just the right time, when we were utterly helpless, Jesus Christ died for us to deliver us from our sin. Our sin has separated us from God, our Creator, the only source of life. Without God, our future is indeed bleak. But because God is love, He has not left us in our helpless state. He has come to our assistance. At just the right time, God entered the human race in the person of His only Son. Jesus became one of us. He grew up in this world with all its problems and gave himself to helping and healing. And then he gave himself up to death, the death of Calvary's cross. Through his death and through his mighty resurrection, he has opened the door to eternal life. My friend, there is no one like our God. There is no Savior except His Son, Jesus. I urge you today to call out to God. He will hear you and answer. Our precious Heavenly Father, there is no God like you. There is no one we can call upon, Lord, except you, the God who made the heaven and earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. We call upon you today. I call upon you for all those listening to my voice, God, that they will turn to you with all their hearts. They will put their problems in your hands. They will look to you for forgiveness of sins, for purpose in life, for every need that they have. I pray they'll do this in the name of Jesus, O God. Stir up our hearts and help us to see how great your love is for us. And I pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for his sake. Amen. My good friend, would you pray for us as we are seeking to plant a uh, church, an Anglican church. It's called Bread of Life Anglican Church in Schenectady, New York. We uh, meet Sundays at 10 o'clock at the American Legion Hall, which is 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. And if you live in that area, and if you don't have a church home, we would love to meet you. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.